hello, hello. Welcome to another episode. So goals, productivity, dreams. Oh my, what does all of that have to do with you? We're going to talk about it today on today's episode of the Coffee with Rhonda show. This is episode 44. So let's get started. Welcome to the Coffee with Rhonda show where you are entering the stress-free leadership zone. What's in your cup? Hello, welcome everybody. Welcome to today's show. I'm super excited about the show. Let me bring up our amazing panel today and then we will get started going through our housekeeping items because you know how this goes. Hello everyone. Wow, I've got a five person panel today. I'm so excited to see you all. So before we introduce everyone, let's go through our housekeeping. You guys know how this goes. So if you are joining us live, don't forget to tell us where you're watching from and tell us what's in your cup. We also want you to comment and interact through the show. Your comments power the show. So we love to hear your thoughts and feedback and we'll bring those in. And then, of course, I have a big ask. If you are watching live or on the replay, then don't forget to like and share the video and keep the comments coming. We'll continue to respond. And uh, finally, we love reviews. So if you watch the podcast or if you watch it, listen on Apple or wherever, don't forget to leave a review. So let's jump in. So my name is Rhonda Y. Williams, and I'm your host for the show. I am known as what they call, mm. I, at least I call myself an arsehole right? What's an arsehole? An arsehole is a recovering stressed out leader. And so I have left those days behind. I've decided to stop the madness. And the work that I do now is focused on helping executives, leaders, and teams decide to live a stress-free life. So I'm super excited to be your host for the show. And I have my cup with me. And this cup is my Disney Magic Kingdom cup. And just for the show today, I spoiled myself and I ordered a cup of cinnamon dolce with heavy cream because I'm kind of keto-esque. So, but we can talk about that another time. So that's what I've got in my cup. Let's do our panel introductions uh, and we're going to get started. So I'm going to start with our two guests for the day. Hey, Roz, I see you out there. Thanks for joining. Uh, and she's got her mask on. So that means she's probably got a patient with her, right? Yes. See, I'm getting good at this, Roz. I, I, I got it down. Wonderful. All right. So let's start by our introductions. And Tim and Casey, we're going to welcome you both to the show and tell us briefly who you are and then tell us what you got in your cup. So let's start with you, Tim. Mm. Tim Johansson. I'm known as Casey's friend. <laughs> we work together. <laughs> we're both psychologists. Uh, counseling psychology is our background, but we spend most of our time in the world of work and bringing some of these counseling principles, things, all the great stuff from the therapy room, kind of get it out of there and get it into the into the workplace. So that's kind of where we spend our time. You want to know what's in here? I do. <laughs> coffee. <laughs> coffee. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Just coffee. Give it to you straight. No chaser. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. And Casey. <clears throat> I'm Casey Lanko, um, coming to you from, from St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, we're getting as warm as Texas. I think we're slowly approaching. But um, as Tim said, uh, we, we help uh, coaches and consultants take the work to a deeper level by applying sort of the principles that we know from counseling psychology, sort of in that world of work uh, framework. And I'm having very strong coffee this morning uh, to kind of warm me up and get me going. Mm. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, I'll tell the story about sort of how we met in just a little bit. But uh, what I love about the work that you both do is you have a way of um, taking sort of all of those 
psychological things that normally we try to stay away from and you make them fun and you make them real mm. and applicable to life. So we absolutely love that. So thank you. Um, let's start with you, Marae. Let's go to you next. Hello, hello, welcome hello, back. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome everybody today. This is Marae, Marae from Perth in Australia. And you know me as the greatness engineer. I'm all about greatness, helping people to become the best version of themselves. I am an entrepreneur and I am also a woman who does a lot of things. But uh, for today, I'm going to stay the greatness engineer. <laughs> okay. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Marie, do you have a cup? So I have a cup. I drink water because on my side is almost bedtime. So I'm not going to get a strong coffee. Okay. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. And Miss Roz, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. I'm gonna let everybody see my face for a quick second. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my name is Ross Jones. I am the CEO and owner of Gassy Builders Caregivers, where we provide four levels of specialized care to your loved ones, sitter, homemaker, companion, home health aide, and certified nursing assistant. Why do I do it? I do it to relieve the SOS in your caregiving journey, stress being overwhelmed. And providing mm. safety and security for your loved one when you can't do it all, you give it so fantastic. Love that. Thank you so much. So let's dive in. So I was gonna say, so I met uh Tim and Casey. Uh I was they invited me kindly enough, they invited this strange woman, right, <laughs> onto their podcast <laughs> show. And we just had the most amazing conversation on the podcast show. And so we have connected and ever since, and I am now a certified facilitator uh, for A Deeper Way, which is, you know, uh, the work that they were mentioning earlier. So I have lots more to learn from these two gentlemen, but I have found them to be wonderful and amazing, and they are going to help us rock this conversation. So let's start by talking about self-leadership. And um, so there is, when I think about self-leadership, you know, a lot of things go through my mind, but I'm, I'm going to share one of them uh, with us to sort of get us started. And after I share this uh, on my screen, what I want you to do is I'm going to come to each person and I want you to tell me what does self-leadership mean to you? Mm. I don't I'm not necessarily interested so much in, you know, they've got these, you know, theoretical definitions and all that stuff. Yeah, that's great for other stuff. But I really want to know what it means uh, for each of us uh, and, you know, as self-leadership, what it means and what it looks like. So let me share this. And uh, as I was thinking about this, I love this quote by Plato. And this quote by Plato says, the first and best victory is to conquer self, right? The first and best victory is to conquer self. And so that's what I want to talk about today. Uh, so I'm going to go in reverse order. Roz, I'm going to start with you. You look like you're in a good spot to talk. So just tell me, from, no, not yet. Okay, so we'll come no, back ahead. to you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, okay, not, good. Not yet, so not yet. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to you, Roz. So Marie, let's start with you. Tell me what self-leadership means, uh, what self-leadership means to you. Uh, you know, when uh, when we talk about leadership, sometimes we tend to look at how we interact with others. But uh, the first thing to know is how we interact with ourselves. So for me, self-leadership is to understand who we are, how we come across, and, and really understand, you know, how we communicate through and reconcile with, you know, our, our emotions as well. Because, you know, uh, it's not about looking outside, it's looking inside and see, you know, how you manage that, your emotion, how you, you react in, you know, uh, when you have certain situations, especially when you, you are challenged. What is, you know, how do you lead yourself? And I think that's that's where I would put self-leadership, really about, you know, you looking at yourself and how you come across to others, but but also to yourself. How do you accept yourself in, in the process? 
Mm, I think that's so important, Marae, such great points, because it's all about that Mm -hmm. insight work. And Michael Mm -hmm. is out there. Hi, Michael. Thanks for joining us this morning. Michael's uh, checking in from Russia. Uh, Michael, you've always got something interesting. And see, I knew it. I hadn't even gotten there yet. He's got high mountain Taiwan tea in his cup today. You always have something interesting. Uh, Marcel is also joining us. Hi, Marcel. Great to see you. Thanks so much for tuning in. So let's keep our conversation going because Marae touched on some things about the need to look inside as you go into self, uh, self-leadership. self So Raj, just wave at me when you're ready um, to jump in. Oh, good. So let's go to you now, Roz, and talk. What does self-leadership mean to you? Self-leadership for me is I have to look at me on a daily basis, not just when something goes wrong or someone has brought something to my attention. Self-leadership is, is, is a daily assessment of what you're doing, not only, for your, not only for your personal self, but then as well as for your business. So I have to, you know, on, on my daily tasks, I have to get my mind right. I have to get my, well, I can't talk about my body right now because, you know, it's not in alignment, but... <laughs> I have a, I have a little, I have a little land expansion problem. So, I'm, I'm working on it. But then, as, as, as a part of a leader, you, you know, you look at your strengths with, you know, weaknesses and opportunities. And so, I know that my weakness is going through the drive-through. So, as a leader, I have to assess that and say, okay, what am I going to do different? Same thing in business. If something is going wrong, it's, it's, it's a daily, it's an ongoing process. You never stop making corrections as a leader. And I'm mm-hmm. in, club, in yeah. clubhouse. Yeah, in clubhouse, as they say, I'm done speaking. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ross Jones, and I am done speaking. <laughs> Thank you, Ross. No, I think those points are so important, and it's interesting as we talk about self leadership. Typically, we want to go to the workplace, right? But how's that showing up in your life? I had to challenge myself on this whole land expansion <laughs> thing, Ross. You know, with the body and the spreading and the COVID spread going on and all of that, I had to do the same thing and say, okay, Ron, <laughs> you know, it, you, you need to pull it together. And that's called self-leadership. So um, engage. <laughs> so let's go to you, uh, Tim. And what does self-leadership mean to you? Whenever I hear the word leader or leadership, one thing comes to mind and it's the word power. And mm-hmm. When I hear self-leadership, I think of the one form of power that isn't given to us or it's in its personal power. And when we are accessing our truth, right, and living in that and allowing that to be present, that's our personal power. And no one can ever take that away from us. And I think for leading Right. And leading ourselves, like giving ourselves the permission and creating the, the frame for ourselves to allow whatever our experience is to be here. Right. Whether that's our emotions or or how we're seeing it and in, in, in giving it the permission to be present. And and the more we kind of practice that, the, the less we have to worry about you know, can I share it or not? Or, you know, because our truth is our truth and, and no one can take that away from us. So that's kind of what comes up for me. Wow. I love that. You know, I had not really thought about power, you know, and, and think thought about it in that way uh, in terms of self-leadership. So, yeah. Fantastic. And so Casey, what does self-leadership mean to you? Well, for me, in many ways, similar to sort of where Murray was going with things, uh, when I think of leadership, the, the first word that comes up for me always is impact. Mm. And so how am I impacting others? And we often, I don't think, think about how am I impacting myself? Um, because how I impact myself directly correlates, and maybe we can even say it strongly, directly determines how I impact other people. And, you know, we, we tend to, at least sort of, I think, in our, in our Western uh, culture, we tend to externalize things a lot mm-hmm. and not take the time to reflect on what's going on for me. 
right? And as Tim was saying, and Marie too, you know, the, what is going on? What are my emotions telling me about my context? What does that mean about me? What does that mean about my situation? And and we 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 have a phrase that we talk a lot about again in our culture about the idea of you know you have to take care of yourself before you can help others, but no one does it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and and that that self leadership, and mm. because we, we're somehow we've been ingrained to think that it's selfish to do that, but we would actually say from a deeper way that it's the exact opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it's selfish to to not take care of that stuff so that you can show up as your best for others. Mm-hmm. I love that. And you're right. No one does it. We talk about it all the time. You should put yourself first. You should take care of yourself first. And then it, we are still in, it's still ingrained in us that it feels selfish. It feels bad somehow. Feels like, gosh, I can't be a good good daughter or sister or boss if I'm focused on me, right? That's somehow bad. So um, Michael said um, that you cannot, if you cannot leave yourself, lead yourself. Do you deserve to lead others? I don't think so. So Michael has given us his opinion on that one, right? And um, it, but you know what, Michael? Maybe you don't deserve it, but I see this every day. Right. We do it all the time. People who are not really effective at leading themselves, but yet they're put in leadership positions. And so then they have to show up every day and everyone else then has to deal with all of that other stuff. Right. Michael said, when we look at ourselves in the mirror in the morning, if we don't like ourselves, our workers will see that. And when we walk in the door at work, it starts with building self-confidence. I love all of that. And then Maria joined us also. Hi, Maria. Great to see you. Uh, and Maria is joining from the Netherlands. So, uh, you know, this is uh, it's amazing. We have such an international group here. It's always so much fun. Um, so let's talk a little bit deeper about this. So when I am given a role as a leader, um, I may not really understand, you know, what self-leadership even is, because typically we promote based on skill and not necessarily based on all of those other qualities and quantities, right? They may look at you and say, hey, you've been here forever. You do a great job. You would make a great leader. Maybe, maybe not, right? And so what does it look like? So give me some ideas of what it looks like when a leader is not practicing Mm -hmm. self-leadership. Murray, how does that show up in the workplace? Uh-oh. I, I mean, in, in the workplace, you you clearly see you know leaders who have no clue about uh, emotional intelligence. They don't really know their teams, and it's it's all about pushing. Uh, you know, yes, they have the power, but pushing their power onto people. And I think that's uh, that's that's the worst. You know, part of leadership really uh, dictating in a way your way to people. And, and we've seen that, and especially me, you know, I've worked in very male-dominated, you know, uh, uh, industries, and uh, I always see this power coming in. If you don't show that you're powerful, if you don't show that you dominate, then, you know, you're not, you're not a leader, which is not what leadership is all about, you know. Leadership is really about communicating, engaging, and, and, and really making sure that people follow you because you have a vision, because they can relate to you and because they see that you are somebody that actually pay attention to what, you know, what they are and what they feel and what they represent instead of somebody that has have the power and can impose things on them. And, and uh, I've seen that all along and it's still happening, it's still happening, especially in this very competitive world where it's about showing that you're stronger than uh, other people then you know this competitiveness and this type of leadership and being competitive is, is really uh, wrongly associated to great leadership, which is wow. not the case, yeah. Right. It's, it's it's such a powerful point that you make. And Roz, you know, I'm sure mm-hmm. that 
we've all seen those people that show up and they are just wielding a title, as I call it, mm -hmm. right? So you've got a title and I have come yep. to conquer, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like, like that's the right way to go. So Roz, what do you see when people are not showing um, self-leadership? A lot of times, and we used to do this a long time ago, if your father was a doctor, they expected the son to be a doctor. You know, if, if, if my dad ran a corporation, they expected, you know, this child to, you know, you know, whoever it is, you know, to be the, you know, by default, you take over the business. <clears throat> Just because my dad is a doctor doesn't mean that I want to be a doctor. I might be scared of blood and maybe I want to be a teacher. So being a leader is not for me, but, 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 you know, sometimes through generational, through expectations, our families have expected us to take over. And we don't want to take over. So that's that's a bad leader all the way around. Because I don't want to do it. But because of guilt and, you know, whatever else, I've been guilted into this position. So I'm taking it. So now everybody is miserable as hell because you don't want this position. Look, y'all know me. Don't don't let me get cranked up this morning. <laughs> you can't. You can't. <laughs> you know, you know. Because you know, just because my you know my last name is Buffett or Ford or Heinz Ketchup or Hershey Chocolate doesn't mean I'm supposed to take over the business. And even if it's not that, what what did you ask me what I wanted to do? You just put me in that position. Did you ask me? <laughs> so, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, and and and, and you know, for our two um, um male counterparts, particularly in the black church, honey, they'll say, oh. You need to be a usher. Oh, you need to be. The, I don't want to do that. I want to sit on the back row so I can see the church early. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be in Oh, I love that. Stop putting these people in a position and they don't belong there. They want to. They want to watch cars, walk dogs, be a teacher, be a coach. You know. You know. Be a big brother, big. If that is, ask them. Don't put these people in a position and they don't belong. Right. My name is Ross Jones, and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that, Ross. And so, so let me let me, let me just go back for a second because I'm gonna lose this audience here, <laughs> and they are making some great points. So Maria said, "Oh, by the way, I'm originally from New York, so she doesn't want us to forget that. We will not forget Maria." Uh, Marcel said, "Self leadership is how I make decisions, solve problems." build relationships individually and know how they might impact others. You know, I tie this into what Roz was just saying about people putting you places, making assumptions and decisions for you. And then it's up to us to not feel bullied into saying yes, right? That's a part of self-leadership and uh, mm -hmm. about being able to say, no, uh, thanks for having that opinion about me, but uh, no. I am choosing to do something different, right? Jane is joining us. Hi, Jane. Thank you for joining. She's joining from Watertown. Fantastic. So we've got some really great um, comments here. And, and Maria said, don't crank up Roz. Oh, she says, crank up Roz. Do it. <laughs> I agree. Absolutely. Good stuff. So Marcel said, not showing self-leadership looks like me on autopilot running mm. on ego with, with self-protect mindset. So with that, Tim and Tim, you it. guys jump in here on this one. Mm -hmm. I'm getting excited. I love, so mindset is I'm either in self-protection, right? And what I'm looking at, the whole frame I have is filtering through how do I need to protect myself, right? And I love what Marcel put there, ego, right? It's 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 not always physical protection. It's like my own protection of who I think I am, right? right. And, and the other option is a connection mindset, connection with my whole self and connection with everyone I'm with, right? And mm -hmm. one of the questions that we need to ask ourselves to check to see what mindset we're in, one of them is, am I allowing my truth and everyone else's truth to be fully present, right? And mm -hmm. I loved what Roz was saying because it comes up for me so much like we don't give each other 
the frame or the space to have your truth be present, right? Mm -hmm. we, we, we erase it sometimes pretty hostilely and, but often just kind of gentle. Mm -hmm. Oh, you should be this. You should be that. We don't ask what is your truth, right? What do you want? What's your experience? And I think leadership is creating that frame where everybody's truth can be here. Right. And we want to learn from all of it. And I want to follow a leader like that. I love that. I love that, Tim, because we can, right? And and uh and Casey, jump in there. Well, let me just say hello to David first. Hi, David. Thanks for joining us. David's in Jersey. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, so so Casey, pick up because I know that you've got some great stuff to add to that. Yeah, I think the thing Rhonda, you had asked, you know, what does it look like? when a leader really isn't doing self-leadership, if we just phrase it that way. The first thing that came up for me was psychological safety, right? In organizations, we know, you know, mountains and mountains of research show that teams that have psychological safety are more effective than those that don't. And that's that begins you know, bringing in the, the power piece that Tim talked about with leaders doing their own work, right? Mm -hmm. Because you, you can spot a leader almost instantly who isn't sort of doing this self-leadership thing because they're blaming everyone else for all the problems. They're not taking responsibility. To Tim's point, they're not allowing people to have their own truth. Um, and, and they're usually not aware of any of that, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. so, so some of the signs um, are those those, those we, we know what that looks like, mm -hmm. but it's usually first a felt sense, <laughs> which is this don't feel right. Right. I don't, I don't think I want to be here. Something isn't, something isn't quite right. That's probably a, coming from someone in power who's not looking at their own stuff and is throwing it at the team. Mm -hmm. oh, that's so powerful because I think those are places that take us back to the mindset where we are totally mm -hmm. unaware, right? So let's jump into that for a second because so much of this leadership mindset and all of that comes from awareness, right? And awareness mm -hmm. of self. And Jane says self-leadership is connection to God, connection to self, connection to others. It's really understanding all of those pieces and being able to be fully um, transparent in that. And who am I really as I am showing up? So what does this have to do? What I'm going to do is I there are some, as I was thinking about uh, today, there's a few elements that show up when we're in that self-leadership place, right? And so I want to talk about some of those. So let's start first with self-awareness. And, and we can do this a little bit differently. Um, tell me how self-awareness impacts your ability to effectively lead self, right? How does that show up? So I'm going to start with the ladies first, gentlemen, and then I'll come to you both. So uh, Roz or Marae, either one of you can answer this, but self-awareness, what does that look like? Uh, I mean, self-awareness is everything, because if you don't know who you are, you're lost. So how are you going to, uh, you know, lead people? So that's that's really the backbone of you know knowing who you are, knowing what are the gaps in terms of you know, how you come across, knowing you know when to bring the right emotion. So it's it's a lot of work, you know, in in a way, and it 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 is tied to fear because you know. Um, when you're fearful and you're not self-aware, it's very difficult to lead people and to be a good leader. So it's it's really the like you know I said at the beginning this in this internal process that you have to go through, know yourself, and it starts with you because uh, if you don't know who you are, it becomes very difficult to come across as a good leader and to actually you know, convince people because as a leader, you have a vision and you really want people to embrace this vision. So it becomes very difficult to have people following you because they clearly see that you don't know who you are, you don't know what you want. And this fear is translated through everything that you do. So it's 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 really about you know this awareness, but also 
uh, knowing, you know, the fear, uh, how, you know, you, you come across and how you manage the fear of you going out and, and interacting with people. I love that, Murray. I think that's so powerful because it is true. Roz, did you want to add to this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to say for me, self-awareness, I use uh, um, GPS. And I know GPS is the location system, but for me, the GPS is growth, positioning, safety, and security. So in awareness, I need to understand my growth. I need to understand what my position is supposed to be. And safety and security are important. It's very important because if, like, like Marissa said, if you are scared, you're not going to do anything. If you're, if, if you're not safe, you're going to do, you're going to go into fight or flight mode. So, you know, I need, I can't grow if I'm not in the right position and, you know, I, I don't have the right people around me. So for me, self-awareness is, you know, making sure I'm in the right position, making sure I'm safe. And, uh, you know, there's an old saying, um, in, 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 it's not an old saying, it's, it's actually in the top 10 seller. As I call it, which is the Bible, this is bloom where you are planted. I can't bloom where I'm planted if the soil is bad. So, you know, my self-awareness is I have to understand my surroundings, understand that I'm safe and secure in order for me to grow in my position. And once Mm. again, I'm Roz Jones, and I'm done talking. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, Roz. GPS. Man, that's a hashtag, right? That is definitely mm-hmm. a hashtag. I love that. So you bring it back to what Marcel is saying in the comments. And Marcel says, this is a great question to ask yourself as a leader. What is my mindset towards psychological safety? They are completely tied together. So it's interesting as we're going through this conversation, how we keep getting back to that piece, mindset, safety, fears, uncovering all of your stuff, right? You may not want to show people your stuff, but you need to figure out your stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You definitely need to figure that out and get it together. So um, so Tim, what what about this? You know, what about this whole piece of self-awareness? Well, Marae, I love that you brought it up. We talk, we call it the four-letter F word, <laughs> fear, <laughs> right? You got to remember all that fear is is an emotion, right? And every mm-hmm. emotion wants to be experienced, right? And so when we aren't aware of the emotion that we are experiencing, we are pushing it away, right? We're disconnecting from our experience right from ourself right mm-hmm. but so often as Murray so wonderfully pointed out like fear just drives so much right and especially when we're like disconnected from it, it's still happening it's still mm-hmm. going on we're just pretending it isn't right and when that happens that's running the show that's running mm-hmm. the show the problem with like living that way in our own head disconnected from our emotion is we become disconnected from every other emotion that we can experience, right? And so many other emotions exist and are useful to us outside of fear. And I think as a leader and self-awareness is learning when a different emotion's coming up, what's that telling me, right? Because it's telling me something actually quite specific about my immediate circumstance and connecting to that actually gives me insight into other people's experience of the moment helps me relate to them right it it gives me empathy yeah no i love that fear is the four letter word and we're going to come to you in a second casey maria put a a, a paragraph out there for us <laughs> But but Maria is so great. She's so thoughtful about her comments. And I'm going to sort of do the cliff note version here. But it's really that leadership and uh, self-leadership and leadership development are connected and complement each other. Right. You've got to first learn to lead yourself with four practices. All right. Bring it, Maria. Uh, Purposefulness, mindfulness, reflection and practice. And then you will be in a solid position to effectively lead. Great. I, I love that. Those four principles are something that we have to keep in mind as leaders. And so, so Casey, give us your take on self-awareness and how that relates to self-leadership. You're on mute. I muted you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm muting everyone to keep the background. Shut me down. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't have self-leadership without self-awareness. 
that it's just there's that's that's like a non-negotiable. And I think one of the things that I have to remind myself, but but certainly that we constantly have to remind our certified facilitators who are doing the work in the world, um, self-awareness is not a destination, right? Uh, when people say, well, I'm self-aware, I, I always kind of push back on that because that, that's, that definitive statement implies that you've nothing more to learn about yourselves. But the reality is there will never be a point when we arrive at full self-awareness. We are so complex. Mm -hmm. We are, we got levels upon levels upon levels, most of which we don't even know about. And I mean, I'm a psychologist. I've been doing this work for almost 20 years, including my own work. And I'm still every day discovering things. Oh, why did I do that? Oh, because that hooked this part of me, right? And that, that unceasing curiousness around self-awareness, I think, is the most essential element of self-leadership. Mm, gosh. I love that because um, to to say there isn't, you can't do one without the other, right? That's so important. You've got to be able to do both in order to be effective at that. And so um, I, a couple of comments here. So Sue joined us. Hi, Sue. Thanks for joining. Sue said awareness of individual strengths and how to utilize them most effectively. I love this in leadership because it says to me as a leader, I don't need to do it all. I don't need to figure it all out, right? That's what the team is for. That's why we are all in this together. So understanding my strengths, for instance, there's a lot of things I do well. Marketing isn't one of them. Someone else, please do the marketing. It is not me, right? And so understanding where I need to step back and allow others to shine comes from my own awareness of self. But as you said, Casey, it doesn't stop. You can't just know yourself and be done with that. I know myself very well. So um, Marcel says, self-awareness is the ability to see into yourself beyond the obvious. Man, you guys are rocking it with the comments this morning. I absolutely love that because it's beyond the obvious, right? Below the surface. Let's Let's, you know, peel back all of those layers. And then Michael said, all right, Roz, Michael said, Leadership GPS is a good name for my next leadership book. Thanks, Roz. <laughs> so fantastic. Roz, so, you better get your lawyer. I was going to say, you need some royalties for that one. <laughs> hey, there's exactly, a dog. Exactly. There's a song out like that that talks about royalties, right? Royalties, royalties. All right, don't, I'm a terrible singer, so let's not go there. But so, all right, so a couple of things I want to touch on. I'm going to ask you each to cover a different point. So when we're talking about self-leadership, um, there are some things that we have to include in that. We know self-awareness is one of them. We know um, what about something that Maria just said and the fact that we have to practice um, not mindfulness. What was the other one? Purposefulness, mm. right? What does purposefulness have to do? And Tim, I see you react to this one. So you jump in there and talk to us. We'll give you purpose. Yes. Oh, I love it. Well, I'm going to go back to this idea of mindset, right? And we're in either self-protection and that's our frame or we're in connection. And when we're in self-protection, we have one purpose, one tiny, 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 little insignificant purpose. And that's me, keeping me, keeping my idea of me, how I want it to be, right? And it's really small. And when I get beyond me, right? I, I, I don't love the word conquer, but I'll use it. But like when I conquer that need, for me, right? And I get beyond me and I get into connection, then we have we, right? And I'm a part of we, but it's so much bigger. And there is so much more purpose and fulfillment in we. And even, mm -hmm. in, even in creating we. And how am I showing up right now? What's my purpose? Is it to protect me or is it to create we? And that second purpose feels so much more fulfilling and fun. So that's where I go. I love that to connect the we. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Okay, so if that's purposefulness, how does, and, and as we're doing this, think 
too about giving folks those um, those nuggets, those strategies on how they can improve their self-leadership. Because a lot of what we like to do on the show is to talk about these topics, but we also want to give people strategies. So if I am not a great self-leader, what does that look like for me, right? What am I supposed to do about that? You're going to tell me I'm not a great self-leader, but I need some help with that. So as you think through these, um, so I want to, um, Marae, I'm going to come to you now. And how does decision-making play into self-leadership. Talk to us about decision-making. Okay, so great, great question, uh, Rhonda, because, you know, at the end of the day, as leader, as a self-leader or, you know, leading others, it's about decision-making. And uh, the decision-making process, it's at, it's at the center of all of that. It's really decide what you stand for. And that's, uh, that's the key thing. And that's why we're talking about purpose. What is your purpose? What do you stand for? What are you trying to accomplish? And like Tim was saying, it's not about just you. It's about, you know, uh, your, your legacy in a way and how you want to be remembered and how you want people around you be included in this purpose that you, 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 you define for yourself but also for, you know, the connection that you're going to create with others. And that's, you know, and that the decision, the decision that you're going to take are going to be central to all of this is, you know, if you take the wrong decision in terms of, you know, defining your purpose, that's going to, that's actually going to destroy the whole thing. And uh, you will stay, you know, in this tiny little world that you created for yourself with, you know, in the boundaries and in your comfort zone when, you know, there's, there's something bigger that you can go after and have people coming in this world to basically, you know, create something that is going to last and something that, that is going to be more purposeful to, you know, to the next generation in a way or to the next, you know, group of people that are going to come after you. And that's, uh, that's, that's really where, you know, the decision process is very important. I love that because you can't, I, making those decisions, I always like to say doing something just to do it is not helpful. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. Why are you doing it? Where are you going? Mm -hmm. What is the desired outcome? You've got to think through all of those in order to mm -hmm. make your decision. So before we move on and Rods, I'm going to come to you next and give you your question in just a second. But I want to have a big shout out to our new YouTube subscribers this past week. Nikki, Christopher and Machu all subscribed on YouTube this past week. So thank you guys for subscribing. And then I want to just acknowledge David who asks about, he says, know your strengths and weaknesses um, in terms of self-leadership, but also having a personal mission statement mission. is super value. So uh, I'm not going to give Casey any hints, but uh, let's just, let's just move on. So, uh, so Roz, so your question, the question I have for you is how does self-discipline play in to self-leadership? You can't lead if you don't show. It's like show and tell. Remember back in school, how we used to do show and tell? Uh-huh. <laughs> don't tell me how to do it if you ain't showing it. You understand what I'm saying? I'm gonna give you a perfect example. My my employees didn't want to take the COVID test. So I went to the COVID test for a year now for 52 weeks. So I've been sticking something up my nose for 52 weeks, but I had to show them. And, and you know, as well as tell them, hey, we gotta take the test or we can't we won't have jobs. Sometimes being consistent, people seeing you doing it makes a good leader. Sometimes your actions speak louder than your words. Mm -hmm. So you have to be you have to be consistent, you know, and, and part of that with, with being consistent is also being accountable. You have to be accountable for your actions when you are consistent. And you know, my mother used to say this a long time ago, don't let your mistakes be mistakes. Don't let your mistakes be mistakes. And what she was trying to tell me was, once you recognize the mistakes, fix it, fix it. So, you know, um, being consistent is important. It's a great, it's a great uh, motivational tool. Number one for your employees is good for you. And then also too, being consistent sometimes um, in, 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 in this leadership role requires a coach or a mentor. Mm -hmm. Because I always say a coach without a 
coaches are critics. A coach mm-hmm. and I, coaches are critics. So as I am leading you, I have to go to somebody else to be led as well. So I don't want you to sit up here and think that all of us here sitting here, you know, don't go to people for advice. Don't, you know, I sit at other people's feet and, you know, invest in myself. So being consistent in your work, being consistent, investing in yourself is a part of what we need to do. And once again, I'm Roz Jones. I'm done speaking. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Roz. I love it because you brought in the self-discipline, but you also brought in the consistency, the accountability, right? To And as leaders, this is so funny. As leaders, we talk all day about holding everyone accountable. But when I start talking to leaders about being accountable, all of a sudden there's a little bristle in the room, right? Oh, what do you mean? Of course we're doing the right thing. We're accountable. We're we're the leaders. We've got this, right? So you know what? That's that's just a real thing for, for leaders. And so um, that accountable piece is real. So Jane said sound decision-making using both emotion and logic. I love it, Jane. I say emotional intelligence is the happy intersection of emotion and logic right? It is not the absence of emotion. It is not the absence of logic. It is the intersection uh, where they both complement each other. So I love that. And then mom joined. Hi, mom. Good morning, panel. Y'all look great. Love the topic. Awesome responses. Fantastic. All right. So Mr. Casey, your question is, how do your values come in to self-leadership? And I'm assuming I don't have 30 minutes to respond. Um, I could talk about this all day. Um, Here's how I would frame that. Um, So with our Deeper Way framework, we have a model of situational identity, which is really what are the elements about me, about my environment that are informing how I'm showing up in this moment? which is different from the next moment and the last moment, right? <laughs> it's every moment is different because there's a different context in every moment. But at the center of that situational identity model are two concepts that we would say are at the core of answering the question of how am I in this moment? Our significance and our purpose. Our significance is the sense that we matter. Mm-hmm. that we're unconditionally valued simply because we exist. And unfortunately, you know, we, as we sort of age and, 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 and grow in the world, we get messages that, that get in the way of us actually knowing that as truth. And so we're kind of fighting real hard externally to try to prove that to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's probably not ever going to work. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, I'll try not to put too many concepts on the table here, but the, the purpose piece is what I do matters. My contributions matter. I get to be at the table. I get to contribute, and that's that's value. When we have those two things, that's when we are most grounded. That's when we are able to show up most at our best. And we get so sort of knocked off of our truth, mm-hmm. right, by just, you know, People, Tim talked about this, people intentionally or unintentionally try to erase it um, because they're not owning their own stuff. And when we, this is, I think, the most important element of self-awareness. When we can spend time with ourselves and more and more each day realize that we actually do matter, that we are good enough, that who I am is absolutely um, unconditionally okay, and thereby I can make really effective choices about my behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. It's not to say we just can do whatever we want, right? But if I can stand on that firm foundation that, yeah, uh, I deserve to be regarded um, as a human. And to me, that's our values, right? right? And, and that can look, you know, unique and different for everyone, but you know, part of a deeper way, we have our foundational tenets. And one of those is the unequivocal truth that you matter simply because you exist. And if we can always come back to that foundational truth, everything else gets a lot easier. It just really does. 
Um, so that's how that comes into play for me. Casey, you know, first of all, <laughs> I think about the people that piss me off. Right? And I'm like, you know what? All right. Just because you piss me off, you still matter. Okay. <laughs> right. 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 And it's, it's hard sometimes. Real hard. Yeah. But if, as you say, as a foundation, if we were all just think, just whole house freeze for a moment, people, if we all for a moment were to go back just to that one place, what would our world look like? What would our workplaces look like? Right. You know, Rhonda, we talk a lot about um, all the sort of renewed energy around diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging work. Right? And all of these initiatives kind of they work around the edges. Right. They don't get to that core truth. Right. Right. Bring that core truth and infuse that. There's your DE&I initiative. Wow. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to create a post from this show about that, because it is honestly one of those things that drives me a little bit crazy. We're talking about all of this other stuff that doesn't feel meaningful and impactful. At the end of the day, we are not all treating each other as if we matter because we exist, period, full stop, right? That's it. There is nothing else. We all matter because we exist. Um, and so that's, I think that's such an important point. So I'm going to bring in a couple comments here. And then what I'm going to ask everyone to do is just share some final thoughts and take away. We could go on this all day, but Murray has to go to bed. Murray will blame it on you. <laughs> and so uh, we're going to go and do our final round on, you know, what were some of the key takeaways that people can take from this conversation about self-leadership? So Michael said, as we get near the end of the subject, I believe the, mir the morning mirror test, asking yourself, do I like me, is the key to self-leadership, right? Do I like me? And then, Michael, I would add on to that. Um, how do I also, how is that me showing up for others, right? How is it impacting others? Because I might like me just fine. I know a whole lot of people that like themselves that I don't particularly care for, right? <laughs> I don't particularly like, so I, I, I'm going to need them to go a step further with that. Do I like me? And then Jane says, dignity is self-talk. You've got to treat yourself well, right? And talk to yourself well. I love the, the, the phrase, you know, talk to yourself like you would a dear friend or somebody that you care about. Uh, Maria says it could be so simple if there wasn't so much BS attached. <laughs> Maria, yeah, high five on that one, girlfriend. Um, and then Jane says dignity for all. And then here she goes, Jane, back to it. Love for God, love for self and love for others. It's not complicated, right? Yet oh. it feels it feels so hard. So as we start our final round, don't forget to like the video. Don't forget to share the video. Continue commenting. This has been a great conversation. And as we wrap up, we're going to go around and just talk about what were our key takeaways. And hopefully those key takeaways provide some insight for you individually as a leader. I don't. It doesn't matter if you're not leading a team. Minimally, you are leading yourself. Right. So understanding that aspect is truly important because it's a, a true reflection on whether you will accomplish those big goals, dreams, ideals that you have in your life. So let's start with uh, Roz. Let's start with you. What are your final takeaways for the show? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, OK, my my final takeaway is, is that, you know, we all been wearing these masks for a year. How many of us still are wearing the mask even though it's been lifted in any state? How many of us are hiding behind this as a leader, using it as an excuse? So we have to we have to understand that as a leader, you you know, you set aside, you're set apart, and you cannot hide behind this mask because eventually your true identity, you know, the mask causes an identity crisis. You come from behind that mask, you have to show who you are. Once again, I'm Roz Jones, and I'm done speaking. Thank you, Roz. Absolutely. Take off the mask, leaders. Time to get yourself out there and stop hiding from others and hiding from yourself. Marae, your key takeaways. So, I mean, it, it has been a fantastic conversation. I really liked it. And my key takeaway is, you know, 
know yourself, know yourself, because everything starts with you. The self-leadership starts with you, and it's, it's going to be reflected on the outside. So the key thing is really to focus on you, focus on how you come across, focusing on where, where you have gaps and who you can bring in to, to, uh, to bridge you know, the, the, the gaps that you have. So it starts with you. Don't look outside, look inside and, uh, and uh, be aware of the reflection that you, you project out there. Mm-hmm. I love it. Look inside and be aware of that reflection uh, that you're projecting. Um, so there's there's a, a saying that, you know, you don't get to decide if you're going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. You get to decide what difference you will make. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we must always remember that we are always going to make some kind of difference. It's up to us to figure out what that looks like. So uh, Casey will come to you first and then we'll come to Tim to uh, share his key takeaways. I think, I mean, it's hard to pick and narrow it down because we had, there's so many great points made by everyone um, and we keep going, as you've said. One of the things that's sticking with me when Roz was talking about, you know, we make so many assumptions about what other people want, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so much of that, we put our assumptions of them onto them, I think, because of our own fear of asking, mm-hmm. right? Asking is, is coming from a place of vulnerability. So I'm, instead of asking, I'm just going to tell you. What okay. you and um, just I'm, I'm thinking about that today as, as we end. Mm, thank you for that. I love that. Just just asking, right? Something so simple. And I'm going to take this for a moment back to the DEI work. Instead mm-hmm. of assuming that the DEI work that you're doing is effective and making a difference, ask. Ooh. Ask. Bring people into the conversation. One reason leaders don't ask is because, Casey, we are afraid of the answers, right? Yes. I'm not asking you anything. It's almost like the attorneys in courts. I've been watching the whole Derek Chauvin trial all week mm. long. And yep. it's one of those things where you don't want to ask certain questions because you don't want the answers, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have to be mindful of that as leaders. So, um, Tim. Your final takeaways. Oh, a lot of A words here. I actually had three A words, a little nod to my Swedish Lutheran heritage. You know, you got to have a three point sermon. (laughs) First one is accountability. And nobody can hold any other person accountable. We can only hold ourselves accountable. And am I looking in every day and saying, am I going to treat everyone I come into connection with from that place that they're a normal person? worthy of love and belonging because they exist, even if they piss me off, (laughs) right? (laughs) That's me. I got to be accountable to that value. Second one is acceptance, right? And am I accepting myself? Am I accepting others just as they are, just as I am, right? From those two places, then the third one is action. What's, what action am I taking, right? (laughs) It's my action. And Anytime I'm doing those first two A's, that third one always, always is right. I love that. And so you guys have been amazing. This has been such a fun conversation. I'm going to give my final thoughts and then uh, wrap us up here in just a second. But before we do, we cannot forget to hold up our cups and get our shot. I don't know if Roz, she's driving, so I don't want to. Oh, there she goes. She's got a cup. (laughs) got it wonderful thank you oh this has been so fun so let's wrap up with some audience comments so jane said so fun thanks and then sue said this is such an encouraging show thank you to the coffee with Rhonda show tim casey roz and Murray. david said blessings he's going into a funeral now we will be thinking of you 
David, Jane says, ah, and then Marae has a huge comment here that I'm not going to read, but she said she could talk about this all day. She digressed her final two cents. Leadership is not about titles or the corner office. So please visit the page, like, and share the video. Uh, Maria said, great show, folks. We appreciate all of you. You know, as I think about my final takeaways from that, there's a phrase that I like to use and a lot of the coaching work that I do, I use this term and I usually duck when I say it right? It's hashtag, it's always you. And when I initially say it, people begin to think like, oh, you're saying it's all my fault and that sort of thing. That's not what I'm saying. It's a term of empowerment. Hashtag, it's always mm -hmm. means you get to decide, right? You get to decide if you're going to react or respond. You get to decide if someone throws a ball, are you going to catch it or are you just going to let it fall? It's always you. You are the leader. And so by leading you, it makes everything else in life simpler. So this has been an amazing conversation for my panel. Stay tuned for everyone else out there. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a small part of your day as you go forward, taking the steps and doing everything that you can to lead, live, and love stress-free. That's our That's show our for show today. today. We'll see you back here. Same time, same place, same station. Until next time, everybody. Thank you for watching the Coffee with Rhonda show. Don't forget you can download a free ebook at stressfreeleader.com. And don't forget to share this podcast or video with someone in your life who might find value. Until next time.